This morning, I'd like to simply first point out, uh, it looks like my alter ego's here, or some of you might say my twin. He's sitting in clerics here. He's back from Rome. It's my brother and uh, one of our classmates from Rome. They're in town. They're back uh, because we're ordaining five men to the priesthood tomorrow for the Diocese of Bismarck. And so we are so grateful for our seminarians and for these five priests. Please keep them in your prayers that they may be good and holy priests. As well, I would simply like to thank all of you parishioners at St. Mary's here for the last year. My ordination to the priesthood was yesterday, and so it's been one year, and I'm so grateful and so happy uh, to be here. As uh, you may know, right, the parishioners, thank you. The parishioners uh, of the parish form the heart of the priest as well. And so I thank you for your kindness and your patience with me as I've tried to uh, learn what it is to be a priest. And uh, please keep praying for me. I have like 50 or 60 years left, so I need a lot of prayers, okay? Everyone, today we have the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity. As the Catechism says, the most sublime and important mystery of the whole Christian faith, that our whole faith is based off of the Trinity, right? And then coupled with the incarnation, God becoming man, and then those two mysteries being confirmed by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have the three most important mysteries of our faith. And so the Holy Trinity, three persons, one God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the three persons in one God, only different in relation to one another, eternally in love. Everyone, we can define the Holy or the Trinity as this, a communion of persons loving for all eternity. I'll say it again. A communion of three persons eternally loving one another forever. That's what the Trinity is. Three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Everyone we hear, right, in the scripture, and in fact, the only way we know about the Trinity is God revealing himself to us. This is his inner nature. We don't, we cannot know that God is this way without God revealing himself, wanting us to know that he's three persons eternally in love. And so we hear right in the scripture, the Old Testament, throughout the whole Old Testament, we hear God first creating, God the Father creating through his word, speaking his word, the second person of the Trinity and all is created in the Holy Spirit. Right? The spirit hovering over the waters, as it says in Genesis. And then we have the whole story of the Israelites and God God the Father being faithful, being always faithful to him, to them and his covenant. Abraham calling him from the land of Ur, them going to Egypt, being enslaved, him being faithful to them in the desert and then in the promised land. 
God never abandons his people, that God the Father is always with his people. And then what does he do? Because human nature, because the human race has this infliction called original sin, he sends the second person of the Trinity, the Son, to become man in Jesus Christ, who's both God and man. And Jesus comes so that we may become like God, that we may become like him, come to know the very life of God, right? Jesus says in the Gospels, I am. He says he's God. He's Yahweh. He's God who created all that exists, right? God's not just, Jesus isn't some just nice teacher, some nice moral example. He literally is God, And he says, right, the Father and I are one, right? We know that the Son and Father are the same. They're equal in their dignity and majesty, right? And then Jesus reveals to us and gives us the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, the Spirit of the Lord, or the Spirit of truth. That the Holy Spirit, right, is one and the same in dignity and power, with the other two persons, three divine persons, one God. Now, you've probably sat here for maybe many years, and you've said, "Uh, great, Father, that sounds nice. What does that mean for me? How does the Trinity in any way have any bearing practically on my life? I think he has practical bearing on your life, the Trinity, in this main way. Everyone, the church has taught that the, like, the nicest image, the best image we have for God, the best analogy we have, is the family. Not the three-leaf clover of St. Patrick. It's the family, right? You have husband, wife, who love each other in their marriage bond. And in their total love for one another, What comes from that? A third person, a child. Everyone, the father begets the son. The son loves the father completely and totally. And their very bond, that love between father and son, is another person, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of divine love. That their love is so real that it literally is another person. And that's what we find in the family, in marriage. The beautiful image of the Trinity, that's what married life, that's what the family is for in this world. And how badly we need it today, right? Holy, good families. Showing people, showing all of us, what the Trinity looks like everyone, what the Trinity is all about, right? Jesus reveals the Trinity to us in its fullness, and who God is, we always have to remember this, who God is, he wants us to be. Who God is, he wants us to be. And so God is a communion, of three persons loving for all eternity, which means he wants us to be a family. 
loving each other, to prepare our hearts, to prepare ourselves, everyone, for eternal life with him, where we enter into the very mystery of this, these three persons loving each other. That's what heaven is. <laughs> three persons eternally in love, and we are simply going to enter into that. We're going to share in this beautiful communion of the Trinity. That's why we're here, everyone. We have thanks today for the Holy Trinity. We pray for our families to be more perfect images of the Holy Trinity here in the world, to bring hope and faith to those around us.